This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Um, I'm your host, Walter Rigobon. As usual with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you today, Wally? Well, a little bit forlorn, uh, my friend. A little bit rocky. Uh, I was at a wedding last night. And all the best to Giacomo and Joanna. Wish you the best. But uh, uh, a little bit of a tough week in uh, Blue Jay Lane. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit of a tough week. Um, you know, the the week started with an incredible amount of promise. And the city was... Uh, was uh, was in a buzz. We were all excited. I was actually at the game on on uh, the first game on Thursday, and um, what an exciting crowd! Uh, everybody was uh, was uh, really excited, and then reality struck home. Uh, where did it all go wrong? And uh, but mind you, I say that I'm I'm not waving the white flag just yet. Uh, Blue Jays haven't lost the series yet. Um, they are capable of turning it around, and uh, hopefully they start on that process tonight. But it's going to be uh, be a tough one to turn this one around, Naz. What, uh, what well, happened? Well, baseball is a funny game, you know. Like I think that the, the Jays and the uh, Rangers are going to go five games. I think it's going to come down to game five. I really do. And uh, I expect the Jays to win tonight, and they bring Price back game four, and R.A. Dickey is going to pitch five, game five. At the dome, My with God. the dome closed. Oh, with the dome closed, you got to take a shot at uh, Major League Baseball and Commissioner Manfred. Anyways, uh, Don Cherry did. Yeah, last no, night. I would have expected nothing else. What would else would you have expected from Don Cherry? Uh, I mean, he's uh, you know this this whole Canadian conspiracy thing, conspiracy thing. I don't I don't buy it at all. Jays haven't lost this one. You can't play. In, you know, Major League Baseball hasn't cost them the. Uh, the games, uh, the umpires haven't cost them the games. Bad calls haven't cost them the games. It's their performance that has cost them these games. They weren't uh, the first two games. They weren't the Jays that uh, that existed in July, August, and September. They just uh, uh, they weren't the same team. Let's see if we can break it down a little bit here, Naz. Um, you know, um, in Jays, uh, Jays, uh, there wasn't much to separate Toronto and Texas in those yeah. two games. It was. Yeah. It was um, the small things that made the difference. And what I what I picked out in in game one, um, basically the that they got beat by the Texas second baseman. What, what's his name? Odor. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jays lost that game by one run. Two. First game. Yeah. Two five, runs. Three. Okay. Odor scored three runs. Two. Right. He got hit by David Price. Okay. One he hit, hit a homer. And one he hit a homer. 
Okay, these, and if you look at the top end of the Texas lineup, um, they're doing nothing. Like Fielder. Fielder looks lost. Okay, Fielder. He looks completely lost. The guys who are supposed to be bringing it for Texas aren't the guys who are winning the series for them. It's the guys in the bottom half of the lineup. And, 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 And the Texas relief pitchers. Well, they right. were making defensive mistakes that they the, weren't the making. Jays. I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, the Jays were making defensive mistakes that they hadn't made in the past, right? In the past couple of months anyway. And, uh, you know, that may just be a, a – I mean, let, let's – let's. Let... But, Wally, you know what? Let's let's go back here. And yeah. this is a question you asked Tom Hankey last week, right? If they should have put their foot on the pedal and kept going, right? And, and uh, as a pitcher, how would you be affected by that? And Tom Hankey said to you, right? That's correct. He said – you push right ahead. You don't stop. You, you don't. You don't take the gas off the, the pedal. pedal. And I, you know yeah. what? And this discussion goes back to the week before. And in I didn't. And it was they had that double header against Baltimore, where they basically threw in their AAA team. For uh, I mean, exaggerating a little bit here, but no, it's pretty close. Yeah. Kawasaki in, in the second game, batting of the eighth in AAA, batting eighth and batting ninth yeah. with the Blue Jays in the second game of the doubleheader. I didn't have a problem with that. It was the second game of a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. It was back to back. You've got first place overall in your division, and they clinched. celebrated, which is fine. And it was a huge celebration. That's fine. No issues with that. But it just seemed mentally they just coasted into the end of the season. And I've always had a problem with, with professional teams doing that, uh, taking time off before the playoffs, you know, resting all in. And I get it. And I, and I don't want to be – I'm not here to be overly critical of John Gibbons. I'm critical of what John Gibbons said because uh, he was questioned on it. And, you know, he made the reference to bozos in fantasy land. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a legitimate criticism. Um, and I thought his reaction to it was a little bit over the top. I mean, he had a legitimate argument. Say, you know, it's a long season. I'm going to rest my guys. But I, I think he should have understood that there's other reasonable opinions on these things. And we talked mm-hmm. to Henke about it last week, and he said, mm-hmm. no. When he when he was there, he didn't want to be re- he rested. He wanted he wanted to get out there. Uh, has the, is this costing the Jays the series? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not going to blame I'm not going to blame it on that. Uh, I just feel that the Jays took a, a different mentality the last three four games of the season. Coasted into the end. Of course, you had the, uh, you know, they they wanted to pay tribute to Burley in the last game, and he, you know, that didn't work that out too well. And it now didn't they, work out too well. Now they have a guy hurt, Cecil, right. and they replace him with another pitcher, and da- it's I mean, not Burley. Right. And let's call a spade a spade. David Price was not sharp in that first game, uh, and I don't think that's an unfair criticism. Um, you know, we're big Blue Jays boosters, and as you and I, and. Um, you know, we, we we like to be critical. We also like to be fair. I think it's fair to say David Price wasn't his best in that first game. Is that a function of? And he's you know, I mean, he's not doesn't have a great postseason record. No, but I you think know, he, what? I think there's, he's always two pitchers now. in L.A. that don't have it either. So. Exactly, but you know, the David Price uh, through that through the through that first game on eleven days rest, eleven days rest, and. It wasn't, and I and I and I found an interesting stat when I was uh, uh, looking around. Apparently, uh, well, from what I've uh, from what I've read, that is the longest rest a starter in a postseason game has ever received since 1939. Since 1939, that's a 11, long time. Well, it's a long time. Eleven days rest. Now, 
You know, I'm not John Gibbons. 76 years. You know, I mean, I'm not David Price. I don't know what's in his head. I don't know how, how tired his arm is. Um, you know, the, he the, did the, throw 220 innings yeah. in the regular so, season. So, okay. You know, and the, the other guys are tired. It's a long season. Um, Jays came out a bit jittery. They're not as – I mean, let's be frank. They're not as seasoned in the playoffs as these Texas guys are. And let, let's not forget, Texas played awfully well. The last two games of this. I mean, we, I, to a certain extent, I thought we almost underestimated. But Wally, Texas. the season guys aren't the ones that are uh, killing the uh, the. Uh, no, games, it, it, it's, it's the guys it, that are it, not seasoned. It's the bottom guys. Yeah. Right. And but you know, you know, Texas has got a. They've got some guys who've been there before. Uh, Jays have a few as well, but not as many. And uh, I, I think baseball, when it get to, gets down to the postseason, I mean, it's a cliche. You say it in all sports. Playoff sports is different than regular season sports. Yeah, to a certain extent, it is. Things tighten up. You know, these these thirteen to one games, these fifteen to two games. You know, um, you know they don't. Uh, you know, they they come a little bit harder in the playoffs. One, you know, Texas has got. You know, uh, I mean, watching that, watching the, watching those games. I mean, they they threw out their relief staff for I don't know how many innings. The last the 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 second game, the Jays got two. Singles in nine innings. I mean, you, you want to talk about what cost them the game? They're very. It, was, it wasn't been... John Gibbons that cost them the game. It wasn't the umpire. It wasn't Major League Baseball. It was the fact they only got two hits in nine innings. That's what cost them the game. Yeah, they were they were they were impatient at the plate for sure. Well, you they, know, they were... the old the old axiom. You know what, Naz? You, you, you we've been watching baseball a long, long time, and. And the heroes, how many times? I mean, you I mean we had Reggie, uh, Mr. October, who had that fabulous uh, Carlton Fisk, you know, you, you, and, and Kirk Gibson. But generally, yeah. the heroes in the playoffs are the, are the pitchers, the Bob Gibsons, the Mickey Lolich's, uh, Earl Hershiser, uh, Madison Baumgartner. Um, you know, the axiom, they come back on two and three days yeah, rest. The axiom in baseball, and they've been saying it since uh, baseball started. Good pitching usually ends up beating good hitting eventually. The and kid, the kid threw well on Friday though. Stroman oh, was awesome. He was, awesome. He was, he was awesome. lights out. Yeah, and we, we give, we give him all the credit in the yeah, world. He was lights out. And you know what? The Jays aren't. You know what? Um, I'm not giving up on them yet. You know, no. we got three games left. I think they got a really good shot to win tonight. I mean, it's Estrada against this kid in Texas Perez, Perez. who apparently three and six. We've lit. We've lit him up a bit. Um, so I, you know, very well see the uh, Jays uh, winning tonight. Uh, you made the point. Are we going back to David Price for for Game Four? I think absolutely, you have to, you have to go to David Price. You got to go to your stopper. You know, he's your stopper. He's your thirty million dollar man, or he isn't. He's your he's your Madison. He's your Clayton Kershaw. Then, your then you can come back to Dickey your, or Stroman or Stroman. I come yeah. back with Stroman. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know that's my opinion. But I think I think you have to come back, and I think there's going to be a Game Four. And I think you come back with David Price, and now we're gonna, you know, it's it's you know what, David, it's time, it's time to do it. And I'm just telling the Jays fans, don't give up just yet. It's not over. No, it's not over. Yogi Berra, not over <laughs> till <laughs> it's, it's over. over. Uh, and you know, we've got a lot of other things to talk about uh, Jays wise, and we've got NHL to talk about. Uh, Leafs have um, um, not off to a great start, although there are parts of their game that you are finding, uh, we're finding uh, yeah, I thought different. Last, I thought last night's game was terrific. They played really well. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you're certainly, I know uh, I, haven't had a, I haven't had a chance to 
watched too much of the uh, the Leafs so far. Missed the game last night. Uh, I was at, a, at an event and uh, was stuck on the 401 for a couple hours on uh, on Friday night. Uh, wasn't able to see the Leafs uh, Friday night. Saw a bit of the Montreal game. So, you know, uh, they certainly look different on the ice. And, uh, you know, it takes time to, to, to get a new system in place. But uh, the Mike Babcock era is on the run. And... Uh, We'll see it goes. We certainly want to talk about that. We want to take your calls uh, today, and uh, we're going to go to break now. We're uh, hoping to have Barry Melrose on the phone with us right after the break, and we'll talk about the uh, NHL season. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. Pound three six three six no pound three six three six no Come on baby pound three six three six Come on baby pound three six three six Let's go ring to it Call Pizza Bill on your cell phone at pound three six three six Hey, Toronto, it's time to see the pros get back on the ice and let your fan out with a few thousand of your closest friends. Start with the StubHub app for seats you'll love whenever you want. Plus, you can personalize the StubHub app with your teams and artists and grab great tickets. And because every purchase is backed by the StubHub Fan Protect Guarantee, you can buy and sell with confidence. So get the StubHub app today. StubHub, let your fan out. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College. 
York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on 740 AM Radio. And for our listeners in downtown Toronto, we're also now on FM on 96.7. Now they can listen to us in stereo. Yeah, there's about 100,000 of them listening in right now with uh, that. Uh, we've got on the line, uh, without further ado, Barry Melrose. Of course, Barry Melrose doing some work for NHL.com and also an anal- hockey analyst for ESPN. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're great. How are you? Excellent. Uh, NHL season's off to a start, a good start, and you've got the LA Kings pegged as your favorite for the Stanley Cup. Uh, Barry, why do you think the LA Kings are, gonna, are the favorites for the Stanley Cup? Well, I have some fun with that because uh, it seems like L.A. wins one year and Chicago wins the next year. So uh, it's sort of like it's L.A.'s turn. Um, I, I like this team. Uh, a lot of the same uh, cogs are still there. The one, the Stanley Cup, obviously, Kopitar, Dowdy, uh, Quick, Gabrick, uh, you know, those guys that, that played so many minutes and played so well, uh, Dustin Johns or Dustin Brown, uh, players like that. So I, I, I like the, the core of that team a lot. Like I like Chicago's core. Uh, they've got what I think are the main ingredients. They're good down the middle, good defense, great goaltending. Uh, those seem like the ingredients that are usually uh, teams that win the Stanley Cup have them. So uh, I know they haven't started well uh, and haven't looked particularly well, but I still like the makeup and I like the fact that they're a motivated team. Having missed the playoffs last year, even though it was only by a couple points, uh, that's got to get them ready uh, you know, for the start of this season and then for the for the long uh, battle that it takes to win the Stanley Cup and get to the playoffs. Barry, the Boston Bruins, uh, to me, look like they're uh, they're not coming out of the gate very well, and uh, their defense is, I think, Chero's down too. doesn't look great for them. Uh, what's your uh, prognostication on that? Well, I thought that they, if they made the playoffs, it would be a heck of a year for the Boston Bruins, and, and right now that's what they look like. Uh, Seidenberg's out for a couple months. Chero's not in the lineup yet. Uh, although they say it's not serious and we'll be back soon. Uh, they've got a lot of young defensemen, and young defensemen take time to learn. Uh, it's a lot easier to plug in a bunch of young forwards on your team than it is to plug in a bunch of young defensemen. Uh, you look at that team, they lost Dougie Hamilton. He was going to be the next Chara. He's gone. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, like I mentioned, Seidenberg, they got a lot of uh, young players playing in those key roles, and it's hard. Uh, and up front, they're not scoring a ton of goals. Uh, you know, they're... they're Took a lot of bad penalties last night against Montreal Canadiens. Played shorthanded a lot of the game, so uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a long battle for the Boston Bruins. Uh, they need to get Chara back in that lineup. They need a good Chara. Uh, Chara's getting older now; he's close forty years old, and those injuries that never bothered them are bothering him now. And they need this guy to play, and they need him to be on the ice a lot. Uh, him and McQuaid are going to see a ton of ice time, and and uh, they need that big guy back in the lineup. But it's going to be a long year for the Boston Bruins. I guess. So if they make the playoffs, that's a heck of a year for the Boston Bruins. Do you see Claude Julien possibly being the first coach out 
if they yeah, I, I I think there's tons of pressure on Claude. I think it's crazy. I think Claude's a heck of a coach. Won the Stanley Cup, took the team to the finals. Uh, also, uh, they, they just missed the playoffs by a few points last year. Uh, so uh, they're looking at that saying, well, he missed the playoffs last year. We just missed it by a few points, and that team was decimated by injury. So, uh, But, yeah, I think the, I think Claude's on the pressure cooker. In a place like Boston, they're looking for excuses, and, and uh, it's always easier to fire the coach and get rid of a number of players. We're talking to Barry Melrose, uh, hockey analyst for ESPN, and there's a piece on the uh, ESPN website where uh, there's uh, the analysts pick uh, a lot of the favorites for a lot of the awards this year, and uh, some of your picks, uh, Barry, uh, Steve, Steve Stamkos, the uh, the uh, MVP, Hart Trophy winner, and uh, the one I'd like to talk to you about, Jack Eichel. You've got Eichel over McDavid. Um, your analysis on that for, for the Calder. Well, I saw uh, Eichel play uh, four times last year when he was at, uh, uh, in college. Uh, we do the college in, uh, with ESPN, and, and I saw him play live four times. I really, really like the way he plays. Uh, I, I thought his talents would really uh, do well in a pro level. Uh, McDavid's great also. Um, a lot of it might come down to who has a better team with him. Uh, right now, it looks like they're both about the same. They're both not going to be very good teams. But again, that's how you end up with Eichel and McDavid is your team is bad. So uh, you need some help out there. Uh, I don't know which one of those young guys is going to get the most help. But I, I like Eichel's game. I like his shots. You saw the goal he scored opening night. That, that's a big-time goal where he holds it and throws it up under the bar. He's got speed for today's game. He's got good size. Uh, he's a good passer of the puck also. So... Um, I just, uh, I think probably I picked Eichel because I've seen him live a lot more. But uh, the NHL is lucky to have these two young kids come into the game. It's good. They're both going to be fantastic down the road and, and uh, both going to create a lot of enjoyment for the NHL for years to come. Uh, Barry, uh, we're talking to Barry Melrose. You've got Victor Hedman as the uh, Norris uh, Trophy winner. Victor's come a, come a long way. Um, um, what uh, how his game? Uh, how, it's come a long way really quickly. Uh, I, you, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think last year was his coming out party. I think uh, people uh, that didn't follow Tampa and didn't follow Victor Hedman and had no reason to follow Tampa or Victor Hedman uh, saw how good this guy was in the playoffs, playing against Chicago Blackhawks, playing against uh, Chicago's best players every shift, uh, getting points, being great defensively. Uh, the guy's a horse. He's six six. He's two thirty. Uh, great skater, um, great puck mover, uh, can join the rush offensively. Uh, if you watch that uh, overtime the other night, uh, he had a breakaway in overtime for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay still had a great start again. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, just people had to see this guy. They had to start talking about him to realize how good he was. And if you can be the best player on the ice against Chicago Blackhawks, you're, you're great. And, and I thought most nights he was for the Tampa Bay Lightning. For a big guy, what vision he has from the point on the power play—he's he's absolutely incredible. Now, the Eastern Division of the the East of the NHL uh, has come out of the gate very slow. Um, believe it or not, our Toronto Maple Leafs have one point are in a, are in a playoff spot. That's how bad the East has been. <laughs> Don't uh, get excited now. No, no, I'm not getting excited. But uh, what do you think of the Eastern Conference of the NHL? Well, it's 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 going to be competitive, uh, but the East isn't as good as the West. Uh, I've, I've said that for a number of years. You just have to look at the Stanley Cup wins. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's the NHL, the Western Conference, won five or six, and uh, you know Boston was the last team from the East to win, and they won one. So uh, the West is a better division. I, I, I don't know. It, it seems they've drafted better 
their players are better suited toward the NHL. The style of play is a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, you look at uh, the Western teams, they all have a superstar on that team. You look at L.A.'s got two or three. Uh, you, you look at the Ducks have two or three. Chicago's got two or three. Uh, every team that you mentioned in the West, you can say, gee, that guy's got, man, they got two or three. Nashville's got two or three. So uh, the East is a little different style of play. Uh, they've never played as fast. They've never been as, as talented. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's continued to show with the Stanley Cup winners. And you got to think whoever wins the West this year uh, is going to win the Stanley Cup again. You just look at that West, the, the Central Division in the West. Holy, all five of those teams would make the playoffs in, in, in the East, no doubt about it. And, and really, you don't know how many you're going to make them. Probably three maybe you'll make them in the West. But it's uh, it's always been for the last number of years a better conference. And uh, going into this year, it still is. When you were coaching Tampa Bay for a shorter period of time, you had Steve Stamkos, and uh, he was a young player then. It seems like it's turned to your favor now because all these teams are not playing their young players. They're sending them to junior. They're sending them to the AHL. Are they finally doing the right thing? Well, Stephen was the first pick overall. You're not going to see many first pick overall uh, sent to the minors. I, I can't remember the last time the first pick overall didn't play in the NHL that year. Uh, but uh, teams are smartening up. Uh, you can ruin a kid early if he's not quite ready. Look at Tampa, put Jonathan Druin back to uh, junior, and, and probably they should have had him back in junior last year uh, because he didn't play that much uh, for Tampa Bay. But uh, Kenny Holland's always been the best for that. that uh, but a lot of Kenny's picks were late in the first round, too. Kenny didn't have a lot of high first-round picks because they were always going to Stanley Cup final, but yeah, the teams are learning it. It's much better to have a kid uh, playing, whether it's in junior or the American League, than it is sitting in the bench or sitting in the stands in the NHL. And, and uh, I see a trend of that, and, and I think that's a good idea. Obviously, Eichel and, and uh, McDavid uh, are a little different story. And as I said, most first first pick overall, second pick overall play in the NHL. But And that's not saying that's right either. Uh, you know, Looking back, there's probably some of those guys that should have been down uh, or back in junior playing 30 minutes a night uh, rather than sitting on the bench or learning how to lose in the NHL. We're talking to Barry Melrose. Barry, of course, uh, we're uh, sometimes Toronto-centric on this show, although we do have an, uh, an audience down in western New York. Um, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are not off to uh, a great start record-wise. Uh, it's the start of the Mike Babcock era, uh, quite frankly. Uh, because of the Blue Jays and what's going on uh, baseball-wise, uh, sort of uh, Leafs haven't been on too many radar screens just yet, um, but they will be shortly. Um, your assessment of the Toronto Maple Leafs and, uh, and what Mike Babcock might possibly be able to do with this team? Well, if the Jays don't smarten up, uh, they'll be <laughs> off the radar real quick. Too. So, uh, uh, I, uh, I think with Mike, uh, I'm going to sort of turn into the old monk on Kung Fu. Uh, you guys sound like you might know what Kung Fu was. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> the, uh, the journey is more important than the uh, destination. And what I mean by that is how, how Toronto becomes a good team is going to be more important than than them becoming a good team, and, and they're in that journey right now. I think I think Toronto's been in every game. Uh, they played well. Uh, they look better than they did last year. Uh, they look uh, more confident. They look more structured. Uh, and, you know, that, that's what Mike is looking for. He's looking for uh, baby steps where they're, you know, you 
you took he's got one of the worst teams in the NHL in his hands, and he's he's trying to make them a playoff team. So I think that's what the fans should be looking for, not how many wins and losses they have already. But uh, geez, Mary, the, the Leafs looked good last night. They they played well. They played solid. Uh, you know, we keep playing like that, we're going to start getting some points. And and I think that's what Mike is is selling to the players. We keep playing like this, we're going to get some points. We keep playing like this and get better, we're going to get some points. And and uh, uh, I think, you know, the first three games, I think they've been good. I think they uh, it's going to be a long, hard battle. I, I, I still don't think they're a playoff team, but uh, I, I think that what the fans should be looking for is, is how they're playing, how good they're playing, and if you can see improvement every night. That's what Mike was brought in for. Uh, he knew it, he w- you know, it wasn't going to be an overnight uh, fix, uh, and the fans have to have uh, patience that, that he can do it over maybe, maybe two years uh, rather than one year. Barry, the three-on-three in overtime. I saw that last last night between the Leafs and the Senators, and it was fantastic. I wish they would play it until somebody scores instead of coming in with a shootout. What's your opinion of the three-on-three? Well, the three-on-three was uh, brought in because the NHL fallen in love with the shootout, and uh, the four-on-four wasn't getting enough uh, results. And and, uh, the three-on-three has been great. I agree. Uh, uh, I, I don't think they'll stay as exciting as they are now because uh, the teams will get better at playing three-on-three. They'll become more structured on the three-on-three. But right now, like that opening night, Tampa uh, Tampa game was unbelievable. Uh, end-to-end, breakaway after breakaway, Tampa Bay and uh, Chicago. <laughs> that was just that was just awesome So for uh, uh, opening night. Uh, so we'll, we'll see uh, if it continues. Uh, but so far... Uh, it looks like it's a home run for the NHL. They're, they're getting wins in the uh, uh, overtime, which they want. And uh, hockey is very exciting, so people are continuing to watch. And You'll probably see, the way, if it continues the way it is, people that, that are in the seats, will when the game is tied, they're going to be hoping for uh, no winner. <laughs> they want to see the three-on-three going to shootout or going to overtime. So Yeah, I did last been, night. It's been really good. Yeah. Anyways, we've been talking to Barry Melrose. Uh, Barry Melrose, you can uh, see him on ESPN as a hockey analyst. And also find him at NHL.com. Barry, uh, we really want to thank you again for uh, getting up on a Sunday morning and joining us and uh, sharing your hockey insights with us. Uh, thanks again. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. We appreciate it. Thanks very much, and uh, go Jays. Go Jays. Thanks so much. That, of course, was Barry Melrose. Um, some interesting comments on uh, you're a big fan of the three on three. I've noticed. Oh Ness. yeah, I I didn't think I'd like it, but it was really good. It was very exciting, and it was up and down the ice, up and down the ice, chance after chance. And I think they should eliminate the shootout and just go three on three until somebody scores. Yeah, I, yeah. I you know what? I agree with you on that one. Uh, I think that's exactly what they should do. Get uh, let them go, it, and uh, it's up and down. Keeps the fans uh, keeps the fans exciting, and uh, th- those things are usually. Uh, have a short life anyways on 3-on-3 hockey. Anyways, we'll be going to break now, but before we go to break, uh, we really have to take your calls after the break. Uh, we've got some time for some uh, calls today. If you want to talk Jays, Leafs, golf, anything that's on your mind, Bills, Buffalo Bills, our phone numbers 740-4740. I will give those numbers to you once again. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. We'll be right back after the break and love to take your calls. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. 
It's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... Uh, someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live from Liberty Village on this Sunday morning. Uh, on 7.40 a.m. and also now on FM in Toronto on 96.7. Anyways, uh, we'd like to take your calls. Our phone numbers are 416, area code 416-360-0740. Let me try that again. Toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Which one of us is Kung Fu, by the way? I don't know. We'll have to that fa- was pretty we're, funny. We're going to have to try that. We're going to figure that one out after the show, Naz. Uh, anyways, we've got uh, Mike from Hamilton. Mike from Hamilton, uh, I understand you've got some Jay's comments. How are you this morning, Mike? Fine, thanks, Wally. How are you, Naz? Pretty good, Mike. I just wanted to say the, the Texas Rangers, I just wanted to make a comment. They, they were, um, in 2010... Uh, close to winning the World Series, they, they fell to San Francisco, and in the following year they had St. Louis down at their final strike before losing to the Cardinals. How much of this this the case be made this year with the Blue Jays? Uh, how much of it is it John with John Gibbons? Is he being outmanaged? 
I don't think he's being outmanaged. Uh, I, I think it's just the, the way the cards have been placed. And they're they're making mistakes like they weren't making before. And that's what's happening, right? They, you lose by the mistakes you make. And if you play well defensively, things will follow suit. And they haven't played well defensively. I just, the only comment on that is they're not, they're not sharp. Um, they're playing. They're trying. I think they're almost over-trying. Uh, they, they've lived in, and died on the long ball um, this year. I mean, they, you know, the power hitters in that murderer's row in the middle of the lineup. And now it just seems like they're, you know, they're, they're in these really tight games. And, you know, and they, they're, you know, how many innings did they have where they were, um, you know, if, if they get a walk-off homer, the game's over. And I just, I just thought they were swinging too much for the fences and, and not putting, uh, not getting guys on, not just trying to get on base. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, when you get into these tight defensive games where the pitchers are pitching well, you've got to get guys on base and make things happen. Get a steal here and there. Uh, make, that, make that pitcher on the mound worry about the guy that's on first base. You know, get into the, get into the pitcher's head a little bit. You know, make him throw to first base like six times. Maybe he's not concentrating on the batter as much. You know, get, get guys running on the base paths. Uh, get the, you know, make them make errors. Get the ball in play. I just, my, my impression was, you know, they were, they're in, in too many situations, they were just trying to, you know, win the game with that one, with that one hit. And they almost did it, you know. Incarnacion, you know, he just, he curved one, uh, you know, he put one right to, right to the, right to the wall on the, was it the 13th inning? Yeah, uh, 12th or 13th, I can't remember 13th. which inning. He, th- he, thought, he thought when that ball left his bat, he thought the game was over. Um, so they, they got pretty close. I mean, uh, but they got to they get guys on base. Don't forget, Texas doesn't play well at home. Their home record is not great. Their away record is, is, yeah. is, is, is good. And I, I, and I do want to respond. The, to, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the, My Texas, the Texas Rangers do not play well at home. So I see this coming back to game five. Yeah. Anyways, we've got Kevin from Buffalo. Good morning, Kevin. How are you this morning? Good morning, gentlemen, and happy Thanksgiving to Canada. I want to mention on the Blue Jays series, gentlemen, that it's so interesting, the series, for not only the Blue Jays series, all the road teams are winning, which it just seems a little bit off this this fall, with the road teams winning, but I thought on Friday the umpiring was so in question in the game, and not to not to like drop everything on the umpires, but the inconsistency, and like you find men have been saying, we were swinging the bats, we had so many close calls, and it's a great series. And just great for baseball. Anyways, thank, Kevin, thank you so much for your call. And uh, going back to, uh, to to swinging the bats and umpires' calls. Yeah, I thought that. I thought the I thought the strike zone on uh, on Friday. I can't remember the name of the uh, umpire, Kara something or other. Uh, I thought he was all over the place. But I'm not going to blame. You know, I'm not him. I'm, I mean, he's all over the place for both teams, right? Yeah, it's all over the place for both teams. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to blame the umpires. Um, I'm not going to blame Major League Baseball. I'm not going to blame Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm not going to blame John Gibbons. You know, they lost a couple of baseball games. They ca- they lost a couple of very close baseball games that, you know, an inch here, an inch there, those games could have gone a different way. Um, but the the Blue Jays just don't seem 
You know, those two games, they just didn't seem like the same team that dominated baseball for two months. There's a lot of pressure playing at home, especially with a crowd like that. You know, I I would rather go on the road first, to tell you the truth, than baseball. That's why you see the away teams winning so much in the playoffs. It's because the pressure is very high on the home team. And they all want to be the, not the hero, but they, they want to be the hero. Yeah, Let me call well, it spade a spade. They, they want, want to be Everybody the wants to hit that walk-off home run, right, in the bottom of the 12th. Yeah. Uh, you want to be a hero. We, we talked about this earlier. Uh, do you put Colabello in instead Absolutely. of Smoke full-time? I, 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 he, he's bad. Every time we get into a pressure situation, it looks like Smoke is up. And he does nothing with it. Yeah, you know, and I want to I want to give you an opportunity, Naz, to uh, you know to follow through on this because we had a discussion about this uh, before we went on the air, and I mean, we're both of the same mindset on uh, on the smoke call of Bell. I, I I I much prefer, but I'll I'll let you uh, I'll I let you give us your thoughts the, on that. I understand he bats he uh, smoke uh, hits uh, right-handed pitchers better or whatever, right? But. Uh, this guy was a hundred points better than Smoke as an average, and he is time after time after time after time. Colabello makes the clutch hit. Yeah, and in playoffs, you need clutch performance. Yeah, um, you know Smoke. I mean, I guess he, what he's got a little bit more. He's got more power. I mean, yeah, he's uh, better defensively. But he's better defensively. But right now, you need guys who can get on base. Yeah, and and, and I he think, does. And Colabello does that better for you than Smoke does. Yeah. You know, like get a guy on base, get some pinch runners, steal some bases, manufacture some runs. Um, you know that's it's uh, it's, it's meat and potatoes baseball, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, yeah you're it's, right. fun, it's fundamentals right, at the end of the day. Yeah. And you know, in the first inning uh, on Friday, uh, I didn't see it, but I read the reports on it. Apparently, you know, they're booting the ball all and, over the place. Um, and literally, that first inning, in the end result, cost them the game. Yeah. It cost them the game. You know, they they were just, you know, they did have a four three in the eighth inning, though. Well, you and you 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 raised the point, uh, and I don't know if you want to pursue it, Naz, that uh, you felt, uh, you know, Stroman Stroman the- either you pull him out for the whole you 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 start the whole you start the inning fresh with the, with Cecil or you let him you let him run with the whole inning. Uh, Absolutely, if you're going to pull Stroman, pull him in the beginning of the eighth inning and give Cecil a fresh. Three batters because you're you're giving you're you have him at a disadvantage. You brought in uh, you had Stroman pitch the eighth, and then you pulled him after one hitter. Have Cecil pitch the eighth, Osuna pitch the ninth. Game over. That's how you do it. They wouldn't have done that with Hanky and Ward back in the day, and they shouldn't be doing that now. Anyways, we have on the line uh, from Etobicoke the general, the general. Uh, I understand you want to talk some Leafs. Um, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing fantastic. How are you? You know, I, I, there's one thing I, I, I don't like. It's like when you guys are both on the same page. <laughs> it doesn't make for... Well, what? It doesn't make <laughs> for great entertainment. Right now. Like what, whatever happened in the old days where you guys you know, were kind of diametrically opposed on these managerial decisions and 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 now we're holding i gotta tell you d general we're we're, we're holding back i'm holding back okay, uh, if, okay. the, if the blue jays if the blue jays lose tonight or uh you know uh there, we've, we've, we've we've been critical of we've been critical well, of only one, one thing would be better in this series if 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 you were coaching the jays or naz was coaching the jays and 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 the other guy was coaching texas it would be more interesting because uh uh the, you know what these teams are both great teams and uh, I don't know. You got to flip a coin, but uh, I think you're going to see them win tonight, and then 
it'll make for a very interesting uh, uh, fourth game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we can be critical of John Gibbons, and I, I mean, I don't want to be flippant and uh, and say, you know, we, you know, we, if we were managing, if Naz and I are managing, I mean, let's get serious and. You know, uh, you know, we're 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 here to be radio hosts. We're not here to be managers, and we got to give credit where credit is due. These guys are, they live and breathe it. That's that's their livelihood, and and, and not going to belittle, uh, you know, what they do. And uh, it's you know what they, they've got to make some tough decisions at some point in time, and uh, sometimes they make the wrong decisions, and they're going to get criticized for it. And that's what that's what Naz and I are here for. That's what the fans are here for. I think we're entitled to to to, to criticize their decisions, but. Uh, um, I mean, it's tough, you know, baseball, like once I said, and we've been critical of John Gibbons in the past, certainly, uh, you know, before they went on that little, uh, little run, and, you know, we're, we're fairly critical of, of, of Gibbons. Uh, we've given him some credit. Um, you know, I mean, they've done extremely well the last uh, three months of the year. I mean, we've given most of the credit to Alex Anthopoulos, who did a phenomenal job of, of uh, uh, you know, at the deadlines. But, uh, you know, Gibbons, Gibbon, Gibbons brought it home. And, and he won them a, a division series, so there's certainly some credit to be given there. Naz? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, Gibbons, I've been very, very critical. I've probably been the most critical guy around him on Gibbons, and he's done a, a pretty good job. But uh, I still think it's coming back to game five here. I really do. I just have this feeling that they're going to win the next two games on the road. And it is very difficult to play at home. The pressure is on. Although, being in Texas two weeks ago, they don't give a rat's ass about the Rangers there. They, all they care yeah, about is college about football and Sunday. football. They don't care about baseball. Toronto cares about baseball, and that's the, 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 the problem, right? It may be that the pressure is not as bad on Texas because the fans don't care there. Anyways, we've got on the line now. Um, we'll, we'll certainly come back to more uh, Jays and uh, Leafs, uh, we'll take some more calls, but uh, it's at time of the show, we've got our golf uh, guru, Sean Clement. Sean Clement, of course, can find him at wisdomandgolf.com, and also on YouTube, over 25 million hits, one of the world's great uh, golf teachers, uh, certainly the most popular golf teacher on the internet. Check him out, he's got some fabulous material. Good morning, Sean. Morning, guys. Uh, in, in him, Good morning, how are you? Excellent. Great, uh, it's... Uh, it's uh, people uh, don't realize that we had uh, we had a, an, an international sporting event happen during the middle of the night, which was the uh, President's Cup that nobody in North America seems to have any clue is going on. Uh, but apparently, apparently the Americans won this thing uh, at some time at three or four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I actually stayed up till about one o'clock, one thirty. I was watching a bit of it because I wanted to watch Spieth and and uh, Jason Day. I thought they'd get matched up together, and lo and behold, I don't know for what reason Spieth and Day weren't going at each other. That would have been uh, a TV uh, bonanza, but that didn't happen. But what we wanted to talk to you about, Sean, is the end of the Tiger era. I think I think that's pretty clear. And now we've got three great, four great, five great young golfers, Spieth. McElroy, Day, Fowler, Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson. Uh, tell us what you think about the young guns now in, in the world in the world of golf. Well, what I, what I really appreciate from uh, especially guys like uh, you know like the the, the the six that you you that you mentioned there don't really have to do anything with their golf swings. You know, all all too often what we saw in the past uh, couple of decades is uh, somebody winning a big event and then saying, okay, i got a nice exemption of five years here. I'm going to retool my swing. Uh, I'm going to go see a, a big uh, teacher, and we're going to work on our positions. And then all of a sudden you never hear from them again. 
Whereas if you look at uh, what's going on with Spieth, he's had the same swing since age 14, and uh, they're, they're not doing anything to the swing. They're just continuing to learn the ropes of winning and playing the game of golf, which is, to me, the, the most exciting part. You know, how low can we go? How accurate can we be with what we have? And you're, you're seeing the same thing with Rory. I don't, you're not going to see much of a, of a change in his swing. Jason Day's had the same swing for a while now, too. And, and what you see is determination and, uh, and tweaking and, and uh, understanding how to, uh, to work their schedules and their, their working out schedules and all that stuff. So it's, uh, it's a really cool time. I've got to ask you, Sean, looking at these young guys nowadays, it's, uh, uh, it seems like these guys, uh, uh, more so compared to some uh, previous generations, these guys seem to be athletes nowadays. Uh, well, exactly. They're, they're, and, they're, know, they're working out, they're taking care of their bodies, they're watching their nutrition. Yes. It seems like golfers have joined, uh, they've really, really become you know, athletes in, in, in sort of a classical sense. Well, yeah, that, that's a double-edged sword as well, too, because you look at Rory going out to play soccer and killing his ankle and, uh, and taking himself out. That reminds me of Phil Mickelson uh, a, a couple of decades back when he went skiing and broke his femur. Uh, you know, the only thing that can really uh, take these guys out right now are, are silly injuries. And if you look at how they're training for their sport... Uh, like my son is a BMX racer, and uh, he's in CrossFit right now, and they're doing very specific exercises tailored for his sport. Everything is so sport-specific now that if you, you go off and do something else, you, you, you get injured. So Sean, do, you, do we have anybody in the, uh, the, in the Canadian group that is going to make the next step to the PGA? Um. We've got a couple hopefuls, um, and uh, and again, uh, I hate to say it, but it's it's the injuries that have been holding us back. You know, uh, these these uh, these these crazy back injuries, and 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 there's a lot of strain and stress on on the human body when you're working uh, when you're working that thing about uh, five to eight hours a day and going through all these, uh, and, and a lot of them are are having injuries just by working out. So it's uh, it's it's a really uh, it's a delicate balance. Anyways, uh, Sean, uh, just want to announce to our listeners, in two weeks' time, we're going to do a season-ending season uh, show with you. The golf season uh, is certainly uh, winding down in southern Ontario. The leaves are changing, and it's getting crisp out there, and it's time to start thinking about how to improve your game during the winter time. So we're going to have you back in two weeks, and we want to talk about that. And in the meantime, uh, if you want to te- check out Sean Clement, you can check him out at wisdomingolf.com. Or on YouTube, his his channel, Sean Clement. Uh, always a pleasure to have you, Sean, and uh, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. A happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. Thanks, Thanks so much. Sean. All the best. Pleasure having you. That, of course, was uh, Sean Clement. Uh, we've been saying it. I've been saying it on the show for a long time. If you want to improve your game and you're serious about golf or not so serious, uh, go check them out. Uh, Once again, we've got a few minutes left. If uh, you're so inclined, give us a phone call at 416-360-0740. We'd love to take your call. Um, Blue Jays. You think we're going to be back for Game 5, Ness? I do. And I think they're going to win tonight and win tomorrow. What's it going to take? 
What's it? What? What? Do you, what uh, are the Blue Jays going to do differently in Game Three, in Game Four? What are they going to do differently? Gonna, they are going to break out offensively in these next two games because in Texas they score a lot of runs. The Blue Jays, they they have scored a lot of runs when they've gone to Texas. It's one of their most favorite ballparks to play in in Arlington, and I see them winning Game Three, Game Four, and playing a Game Five. That would be. Uh... And be... I have tickets for that, so uh, <laughs> I'm definitely. Yeah. Uh, it was, for you that. got uh, you got anybody for the second ticket? Naz, I'm available. I just want to tell you, <laughs> no problem. What are the uh, what lineup adjustments can we uh, can we expect from the Jays uh, today? Tonight? It's tonight. I think it's an eight thirty game tonight. Eight if I'm not, ten. Eight ten. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what lineup adjustments can we expect? And we've talked very briefly about our thoughts on. Some of, some of the adjustments that, that should be made. Uh, oh, they won't what, make what we, the smoke uh, color bellow. You don't think they're going to make that no. change? No, they won't. And uh, what, else, what, what, what else can we see from the – what different can we see from the Jays tonight? Well, like I said, I think they're going to break out offensively. I think the bats are going to start to, to flow and uh, start, they're going to start to get some hits because they've only had 13 hits in two games, and that's not a lot for a team that uh, scored an average of like six, seven runs a game. And uh, I th- really do believe that they're going to break out offensively tonight. And how would, uh, if you were in Gibbons... And I love Estrada as a pitcher. I think he's been the most consistent, other than when Price came in. Yeah. He's been the most consistent pitcher of the Jays all year, and I'm pretty sure he's going to do well tonight. And how would you, uh, how would you manage Estrada tonight? Um, how many innings can we expect from him? Um, you, you take him out at, w- at what point in the game? Or you just let him, let him go? Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. And Cecil, how do we Cecil. how do we recover from that loss? Well, yeah. I, I think Aaron I think Loop the loss go, of Cecil. Aaron Loop is going to have to replace him. Well, that's going to be. Pre- I mean, I think Cecil Cecil day in day out uh, has been their pitcher for yeah. has been their best pitcher for I don't know how months how many months yeah, now. Yeah, this year he has. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm not exactly sure how you uh, you know if the Jays go forward, well, you know that certainly you, leaves you, a huge hole you in know their lineup. You negate that is that you have your starter go seven or eight innings and then you're closer. That's how you negate the fact of Cecil not being in the lineup with better starting pitching and allowing the starting pitching to finish. Because you know Hamels on Friday threw 119 pitches, I believe it was. Yeah. Stroman had thrown 90, and they pulled and, and, Stroman. And you hooked them. Yeah, I, and you hooked them. And I think Stroman has the stronger arm of the two well, between him and Hamels. You mean he's younger. I mean, uh, yeah. he doesn't have that much wear and tear in so that John, arm. So, John, let him pitch. Let him pitch, especially with Stroman. I mean, he you know he missed the entire year, so his arm can't be uh, <laughs> can't exactly. be tired. Right? So, uh, you know, I, the other the other pitcher that impressed me uh, uh, coming, in the bull, coming out of the bullpen was Sanchez. Yeah, he, he pitched, pitched well. very well. He pitched well. Got to give him credit. Um, so he's, I mean, he certainly did his job. Uh, and Asuna pitched two great innings. Two two great innings, That's and right. um, so we certainly uh, we certainly hope the Jays are are able to turn it around. Um, you know, it's a big game tonight and uh, tomorrow night, and uh, it would be it'd be a shame if the season ended uh, so soon. But uh, and they won't open the stadium on Wednesday night because it'll be plus four degrees. The stay at, at night. Well, it's, it's it's not even it's it's a function of that, and I guess I mean it was windy the other night too, so I don't know how much the wind affects. But you know, I mean, uh, you've got a dome stadium, and uh, it's not it's not thirty degrees outside and sunny, so uh, 
I guess that's what you've got. I mean, it's cool. if it's cool in there, that's, I guess that's what you've got a dome stadium for. Yeah. Just hopefully uh, we get Holland in as the pitcher on game five. <laughs> you know what he did on game, in, uh, game, game two. Yeah, certainly. So we'll look forward to that. Um, we wish the Jays all the best. Uh, we'd love to keep this run going. And uh, our time has come to an end again for another Naz and Wally Sports Hour on this Sunday morning. Uh, I'm sure, Naz, you'd love to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, so I'll give you that opportunity. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, family and friends out there in the listening audience. And we may be changing our theme song to Kung Fu. Okay, we'll certainly look forward to that. Anyways, thanks for joining us on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Thanks for calling in. We will be back again next Sunday morning, same time. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.